This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 481, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 24th releases. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 481. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, May 24th. Um, let's just jump right in, why don't we? It's officially June 1st as I record this. New comics already came out on the 31st of May. Uh, so with one last gasp, let's look at the two releases from the week of the 24th. Uh, some of the books I did not get a chance to read include Batgirl, Batman The Shadow, uh, Batman Beyond, Black Panther, Blue Beetle, Deathstroke, Death, Detective Comics, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mother Entropy, uh, I Am Groot, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Jean Grey, Justice League of America, Mosaic, Star-Lord Annual, Suicide Squad, Mighty Captain Marvel, The Normals, uh, by Adam Glass, who's recently on the show, The Totally Awesome Hulk, Venom 150, Walt Disney's Comics and Stories 738, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman Annual, and X-Men Blue. Uh, So, with all those great releases, what did I get a chance to actually read this past week? Uh, Well, I read Action Comics, that was issue number 680, which is uh, another chapter in the ongoing... uh, Revenge storyline. Uh, this is written by Dan Jurgens. I work by Patrick Zerker. I actually really liked his art. Um, I liked this version of kind of the Superman Revenge Squad. Uh, I thought, uh, first of all, Jurgens, it's not Jurgens, um, Zerker's art on Batman and Superman was really great in this issue. Uh, there's just something to his personification of, or not personification, but his depiction, I should say, of Superman that just really works and, and feels like his character has weight in history. Um, I really liked his rendition of Cyborg Superman. Um, I, I like where this was going. I'm excited to kind of see where the storyline develops and how it gets there. Uh, I thought this was really entertaining. Um, a solid story all the way around. Uh, I'm going to give this a, a good eight because it, it was just a good read. Um, sometimes... It's just it was fun. It moved the plot forward. Uh, it has action, like the title seems to imply it should. Uh, this was great. Eight out of ten. Next up is All New Gardens of the Galaxy number two. I, I can't even remember what I think I thought about the first one. Um, Jerry Dugan writing it with Aaron Cooter on art. Um, I actually really liked Cooter's take on the characters in terms of the art. Um, Cooter's art sometimes works for me, sometimes doesn't. But I thought uh, definitely had a lot of fun and vitality. Um, uh, to his art here. Uh, I thought the story by Dugan was fun. Um, I'm never totally going to be okay with, you know, the way that the Guardians are now, but ever since the movies, we're never going to go back to the pre-Guardian, uh, pre-movie Guardians, and that's that's fine. Um, I'm just cranky and a bit of a dick for wanting to hold on to the DNA uh, Guardians so tightly, but uh, comics evolve, comics change, comics shift, and um, you know what? For, for what the Guardians are now, uh, I think Only Gardens of the Galaxy is actually a great book in that it feels like if you just saw the movie, you could pick this up and really enjoy it. Um, it feels like, you know, it's kind of on point with how the characters are presented uh, in the movie. And so for kind of a, a movie audience, it's really going to work. And it has a good sense of humor and uh, definitely has uh, a lot of forward momentum and some great artwork by Cooter. So uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 as well because I thought it was a solid read. Um and then next up, we have a book that I still don't even know what this is. Uh, it's Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider, uh, issue number two, with kind of a weird cover because I don't. It's just kind of a weird, kind of weird mass underneath that face. Like it, it's almost. It's just. It's something weird about that design. Um, so it's Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider number two by Peter David and artwork by Mark Bagley. Uh, first of all, Mark Bagley's art is great. I just. Just it just I feel like this is just a weird book. Like you have Kane on the hunt, you have Ben Riley kind of doing his own thing in Vegas. 
Uh, I'm not even sure what the book wants to be. You have kind of the the Aunt May character uh, ish because it's like an old lady that kind of reminds um, Ben of, of uh, Aunt May. Very kind of strange, but like I'm still kind of digging it. I'm interested to see how they get him in his classic costume. It's just I, I just don't know what this book is, and that's kind of weird. Like it looks great and it's well written, but I just I don't even know what character am I reading about. Like. I just feel like there's so much I don't understand about what is this book trying to be? What does it want to be? And I'm going to give it a seven. It was good. It just it just leaves me so flummoxed. Uh, next up is Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 17. I like this. Um, it's written by Nick Spencer. I work by Andres Guinaldo and Raymond Box. Um, I thought there was actually a lot going on here. Um, I really liked the Sally Floyd story, the idea that, you know, she's she's interviewed uh, Captain America at different points in the future in the past, so this is kind of her newest interview, and we get to see kind of flashbacks to things that have happened throughout the kind of the beginning of the rule, um, uh, you know, before all the takeovers happened. Uh, the meeting that Captain America has with uh, Magneto and kind of, kind of letting the mutants move somewhere into their own kind of area. I, I, I thought that it was actually quite interesting, and to see... I mean, I think in, at times I understand that some people, and no, I'm Canadian, so obviously it's different for me. But I mean, I feel like at times it does kind of hew a little, maybe it's too close to the chest, you know, like this is getting a little too close to home in terms of you have this super charismatic guy, although that's not really happening in the States, but you do have this guy that, you know, it's speaking to some people who are just willing to go along with things, uh, even though other people would want to fight against it. And that's kind of what we're seeing here, that there's some people who are just like, you know, going along with Cap, what Cap says because he's the most trusted guy and we'll just believe in him, uh, even though he's, you know, kind of part of something else now. Uh, that being said, like, this is also a Marvel Universe where people knew that AIM was kind of this terrorist sect of, uh, you know, that of technology kind of people. And now suddenly they're heroes uh, or they got purchased by an Avenger and now they are part of the kind of the U.S. Avenger. So, I mean... The Marvel Universe is already kind of a strange place. I thought this was entertaining. I thought I actually liked the art. It wasn't the most consistent. I'm going to knock it down a little bit, but I thought it did. It was able to tell the story, and I thought the story written by Spencer was quite strong. And I mean, he's got in the ship, right? I mean, he's writing Sam Wilson. He's writing Steve Rogers. He's writing Secret Empire. This is his baby, and it feels like he knows what he wants from this. Uh, so I really liked it. I mean, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, next up is Infamous Iron Man number eight, which is. You know, okay. Um, it's by Bendis and Believe, uh, a great team. Uh, here we have, um, uh, you know, kind of a weird, kind of prolonged period of Riri showing up and and talking to um, uh, to Doom, and then we have the Maker uh, meeting with with the Thing, and uh, Thing kind of wondering like, who is this? Um, it's interesting that you know it's the infamous Iron Man. It's so much of this is the Thing and Reed. Or we have Riri, and not as much necessarily is focused on Doom himself. Uh, having a version of, uh, the, you know, the, the Doctor Strange kind of Sorcerer Supreme, but it's actually Tony Stark is kind of a weird kind of thing to have happen at the, happen at the end. It's almost like when writing this issue, Bendis was like, you know what, these other characters are a lot more interesting, or I can really do a lot more here. Like, the idea of having Ben meeting someone who looks like Reed, knowing that Reed and Sue are gone now, like, do we even have a good sense of the, that they know where they are and why they're not around? Like, 
I don't know if they've ever really gone into that with with Johnny and Ben, but you know th- that, that idea that having Ben have a conversation with someone who looks like Reed, sounds like Reed, but isn't Reed, is really interesting. So I just feel like Bendis spends more time on that stuff than actually developing the plotline of his main character. Um, it was still an entertaining book. I don't think anything I read this week was bad. I'm going to give it a seven. It just maybe wasn't the best thing I read. Uh, and next up is Secret Warriors. This is actually the last issue I'm going to talk about in this quick little episode. Um, I really enjoyed this. This is issue number two. Still bugs me because I'm an idiot who just can't let things go. Uh, that Quake doesn't feel like the Quake as Bendis wrote her or that Hickman wrote her. I mean, Quake was awesome in those books. And, you know, we're supposed to be the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. That never really like, kind of happened, but they immediately kind of took her out. And so it just feels like we've never been able to enjoy that part of Quake. And now she feels much more like the TV com- uh, version, even though I haven't actually watched that series in like two years. Uh, but she definitely doesn't feel like the Quake of old. But that being said, there's a lot in here to kind of develop where the characters were, how they ended up uh, getting captured and then freed last issue. Uh, I thought this was really engaging. Um, having the Howling Commandos going up against the Secret Warriors was really cool. I really like the interplay between these characters. I like that they've, they're looking for the X-Men and then they found the X-Characters. Um, I thought this was an excellent issue. Uh, it definitely felt like there's high stakes, um, you know, that they're, they're trying to escape. Um, I mean, it, it's both fun and lighthearted because you have a red di- big red dinosaur, but at the same time, very serious because they're on the run. Um, you know, the Inhumans are being put in camps. Uh, you know, the stakes feel real, even, at, even though at times there's a slightly comedic kind of tone being struck. I thought this issue was great. I thought it really made me feel for these characters. And I mean, I didn't even know when I read the, when I, before I read the series, I was like, I don't know. This kind of seems like a weird team and reading it now. I'm like, this is a really interesting group of people thrust together, um, you know, kind of by accident having to come together and work to survive. And it's really entertaining. So I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Uh, books that came out on the last day of May, May 31st. So from DC, there weren't a lot of releases, uh, but from Marvel, there was still a ton. So we had a new issue. Well, first of all, a new issue of Sex Criminals. Uh, Chip Sadarsky yeah, is going to be on episode 484, which will be coming out, should be coming out at least, on the 9th of June. Um, so that had a new issue, uh, I think issue 19. Uh, you had new issue of the launch, I should say, of Cable, new issues of Deadpool, uh, Deadpool vs. Punisher, Doctor Afro, Doctor Strange, uh, Gamora, Generation X, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mother Entropy, uh, Hulk, Man-Thing, Moon Knight, Occupy Avengers, Old Man Logan. Ooh, that must be the last chapter. I think it's the last issue by Lemire, but I could be completely wrong there. Um, yeah, no, I think it is. Uh, I'm interested to see what this book is going to be like. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the rest of the storyline, but hopefully the last chapter will be a lot more entertaining. Um, what else? We got Secret Empire Uprising, Secret Empire number three, Spider Gwen, uh, Teen Titans Annual, which is the end of the Lazarus Contracts uh, storyline, new issue of Thanos, The Flash, then believable Gwenpool, and uh, an issue, or I should say, an annual of Trinity. So that's uh, just some of the selected releases that we'll be talking about next week. Uh, also, Captain America Sam Wilson had a new issue as well, which is actually really entertaining and dovetails, I think, nicely into Secret Empire, although I haven't actually read issue three yet. Um, so, yeah, there's some really good stuff coming out next week, and we'll be chatting all about it in episode 483. Uh, we slowly crawl closer and closer to episode 500 in August. Uh, hopefully, uh, that'll be a good episode. We've already been recording some segments for it. I think we're, I think I've recorded three segments for that episode so far. So, uh, it hopefully will be a really entertaining episode and 
and uh, it looks to be quite a long one. But uh, thank you for joining me for this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye.